Okay, we are holding Pasuk Ches in Tzvilos Chana, which is page Kuf Chav Hey. Oh, I'm giving you one more. Sorry. Are you sure, Sharon? No, no, no. Tzvilos Chana. Yeah. Yeah, Tzvilos Chana, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You said one volume of the wrong one. Okay, so I just wanted to... I just want to uh, recap something from last week. Last week we talked about the guy said at the end that even though there's a concept that you're not, you don't appoint a partner salat tzibur unless you ask the tzibur. But at the end of the day, the only hatzlach is if the rabbi decides that it's going to happen. And he brought a raya from he brought a raya from Avigail and David that uh, David Amelech wanted to put Avigail's husband uh, to death as a married b'malchus. And um, she told him, she told him that you're not a melech. Hadayin shall kayim v'loyotza tivach b'olam. Shal still alive, and you haven't been accepted yet by the tzibur. And that was the guy who was being a rai that you need to be accepted by the tzibur. That's one step of being uh, being a parnas or being a melech in Gla Yisrael. And um, and uh, David Amelech was uh, macabre her words. So I saw in this in last week's parsha, yesterday's parsha, parsha Veira, so the Chasam Seifer says like this: It says, "Vayidaber Moshe Kain el Bnei Yisrael, v'leishamu al Moshe mikaytzeruach umeavayda kasha." So he's bothered by the word Kain. Vayidaber Moshe Kain. He spoke so, like, of course. I mean, he told them what what needed to be said. What's Kain? So he says like this. He says, what happened was over here, if you think about what happened, the end of Parsha Shmais, the beginning of Parsha Zvaira, Klai Yisrael said to Moshe Rabbeinu, or at least Dosim Vaviram, said, Yeh Hashem v'yishpoit, right? Hashar hivashtem esrecheinu, you made trouble for us, Moshe Rabbeinu. Since you came here, everything's gone downhill. So they spoke kashos against Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu then went and spoke kashos against Hashem. Why did you send me over here? What are you doing over here? And then Hashem spoke to him also Kashais and told him, Chaval al Davdin, I appeared to them Bekel Shakai, they never had a tain on me. So there's this, uh, you know, it's continuing the Kashas here. Bnei Yisrael to Moshe, Moshe to Hashem, Hashem to Moshe. So what should have happened is that Moshe also went back to Klai Yisrael now and said, what are you upset at me? And I was upset at Hashem, and now Hashem's back upset at me. He continued to talk to them. He said, however, but really the truth is, there's no time really on Klai Yisrael. Because Klai Yisrael is bizarre. Ain't all them nitvas al If a person talks incorrectly when he's in pain, you can't really fault him for that. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, Lochein emar livnei Yisrael. Not daber el b'nei Yisrael. Daber is cautious. Emar el b'nei Yisrael. Say amira raka. Talk to them lightly. But Moshe Rabbeinu spoke ksas kashas with them. And that's why it says, Vayedaber Moshe Cain el b'nei Yisrael. That's the Cain. He spoke Cain. Meaning, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke with him kasha, he also spoke with Klai Yisrael kasha. Now, I Hashem said, Emar, I don't know what, how, what you do with that, but he's being medayik in the psukim, that even though Hashem told him Emar, it says, Vayedaber Cain, he spoke the way Hashem spoke to him, with kashas. V'loi shamu So they didn't want to listen to him. You're speaking to us kashas? Here we are in Tsar, right? You're speaking to us kashas? So... And the, t- the Pasuk says, 
it's not really their fault if they don't accept it. They're in Tsar. In Tsar they lash out. In Tsar they can't hear. Tsar is a whole different story. Moshe Rabbeinu is sort of missing what's going on over here. So he says like this, that Moshe Rabbeinu considered himself a Melech on Kla Yisrael. And a Melech can't be Meichel HaKvaydai. So if they spoke against him cautious, he has to go back and go back to them cautious. He can't be Michael and say, I'm sorry, okay, you were in pain, so you didn't speak properly to me. A melech can't be Michael on his covet. This is really the machlaikis that Avigail and David HaMelech had in Masech de Megillah. Because she told him, you're a melech, Shaul is still around. You're not, a fe- you're not the king yet. Avigayel's correct. And he said, You're talking right. So here also, Moshe Rabbeinu is the melech, Pari is the melech. Pari is the king over here. He's still around. Moshe Rabbeinu is not yet as the king over Kla Yisrael. So that's why Akadish Baruch Hu answered and said, Hashem was Mitzave El Bene Yisrael, says Rashi, El Bene Yisrael, You should deal with them nicely. You should deal with them pleasantly. Ve'el Paroi Melech Mitzrayim. Why does it say Melech Mitzrayim here? Why punk El Paroi? No, he was telling him, Paroi is still here. You have to act with covet to the Malchus of Paroi. And these two things are dependent on each other. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, think you're the Melech, so you could talk Koshois. No. By Yitzavim of Bnei Yisrael, you talk Rakois to them. I, a Melech, can't be Moshe Rabbeinu. Vel Pari Melech Mitzrayim. You're not the king yet. Paroi's still the king. And therefore, Memela, you have to act with Klai Yisrael. You're not the king. You could be Michael on your covet. So that says the Chesam Seifer, as Pshah and the Psukim, Mamish, this Machlaikas that we had over here last week with Avigail and David Amelech, according to the way the guy was explaining it. So just jumped out at me, and I wanted to share that with the Ayla Mamar, the Chesam Seifer. I'm going to say the famous the 70 years that he lived. I hear, okay. <laughs> okay, Pasuk Ches. Pasuk Ches in Josant is a long Pasuk. Um, till now, all the Psukim were very, you know, short, shortish. Um, it's a longer passage here. Make him may offer dull, which means he lifts up from the offer, from the dust. Dull is the poor person. Evion is even more of a person, a destitute person. He takes him out of the ashba, is the, is the garbage, is the garbage heap. Um, to put him together with, to seat him with the uh, nobles. And he endows them with a seat of honor. Because to Hashem belongs the pillars of the earth. And upon them he set the world. That's Pasha Pshat, that's the English of the Pasuk. Says the Goyim. Make him offer dull, we're continuing in history here. Till now we were talking about different Shaiftim, and we continue with the Shaiftim. This is referring to Shimshain, a little bit later in Shaiftim. Parak Yagimel, Yudal, Tazvav, those Prakim deal with Shimshain. And through Shimshain, She'ozram miplishtim hashvelim ma'id. So Hashem helped Kla Yisrael, or Shimshan helped Kla Yisrael from the plishtim hashvelim ma'id. They were very low down. 
They were mamish down to the dirt. Aram was in front of them, and Plishtim was, um, was, were, were behind them. So you see it's considered like the back. Plishtim is Me'achar from the back. So he says, so this is referring to the times of Shimshain, that, um, that uh, the Rabbi Shalom sent Shimshain to help Kla Yisrael. Now if you look in the Evan Shalom, he writes there, that in Chavakuk it says, the guy writes, Plishtim heitziru Yisrael ma'id. The Plishtim actually were Mitzar Kla Yisrael immensely. They didn't let them have any rulership in Eretz Yisrael. It says, You couldn't find a blacksmith anywhere in Eretz Yisrael, Bechal Eretz Yisrael. The Plishtim made a there's no blacksmith. Because if it's a blacksmith, maybe they're going to make a sword, maybe they're going to make a spear. So, but Lamaisa, forget about that. Don't you need a plow? Plow needs a blacksmith. So, Kalal Yisrael had to go to Plishti land, to Eretz HaPlishti, many times they needed to go buy any type of tools necessary for plowing the land. They'd have to make a trip to the Plishtim, and it was only like it was, uh, you know, um, I guess it was like, you, you know, you had to apply for a license. You know what I'm saying? What are you here for? You're going to make cherev, chanis? Not happening, right? Gun control, right? There's no, uh, there's, no, there's no weapons allowed. So it was all controlled by the government. Um, so was the day that they had to go out to war, it says over there, and no one had a sword. There were no spears. They had nothing to nothing there because the plishtim didn't allow it. And the guy continues over there and says, "Vehem is haleitzin." The you want to know the epitome of what a leitz is? A leitz is someone who uh, scoffs and, and is a joker, like it says, "Umoishiv leitzim layeshev." He brings the Gemara by the Zara. "Uvamoishim leitzim layoshav." First, first parak of Tehillim. Shalayoshav b'makem anchei plishtim. That's referring to living with the plishtim. Mipnei shalitzonim hayu. They were litzonim. They made light of everything. They were mavatel everything. Shenemar vayikitayv livam vayishchaklan. Over there is talking about at the end by Shimshin when they had it captured and they said, "Let him uh, jump around for us. Let him, uh, you know, perform for us." Vaomar ale pleshes hisroi ayi. So that says the guy novel if he shemloitasim So again, the same thing. Whenever it came to Klal Yisrael being low down, they were enjoying it. They would, they would, they would, um, they would make them do these types of things that were bizyinus for Klal Yisrael. So that's the lashon of the plishtim ashvelim um, ma'od. I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if the word is Ashvelim or, or is the Yud in the wrong place. It should say Hishpilam Me'oid. That they put Kla Yisrael down. Hishpilam is a, is a verb, right? That he was, they were Mashpil Kla Yisrael. Hashvelim is an adjective, right? They're describing the Plishtim. So I'm not sure which one it means. It means both, obviously. He's describing them as, but in these Psukim usually we describe what they did to Kla Yisrael, right? Making may offer dull is to pick Kla Yisrael up from the offer that the Plishtim had lowered them down into the dirt. So. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't think so. I don't think he's saying that. I don't think so. 
Okay, so this is making me offer those. So the plishtim are considered down in the dirt, down and dirty, as we say. That's the plishtim. So dal says the guy nemar al shimshon sheazram. Dal is the poor one. So who's that? That shimshon who who um, who helped Kla Yisrael. Vikaru dal. So nusachacherim vikaru. We're going on a vikaroi. We're talking about shimshon. We're calling him a dal. Or we're talking about Kla Yisrael, who's a dal. That's why there would be Vikaram of Vikarai. Shaloi Hayaloi Oizer Vitaimich Bibne Yisrael. Shimshim was a unique shaifet. Oh. Right. Shimshim was very unique. All the other shaifetim, they were like the general of the army. They always got people together to fight. Shimshim was a lone ranger, lone man. He went on his own. Everything he did was on his own. <laughs> Kla Yisrael didn't ha- help him. Elahuba Atzmai Nilchamimam. He himself fought against the Plishtim, as we'll see in a moment. They couldn't even help Shimshon at all. In fact, it says over there, let's stop for a moment before we go to that. When we talk about Shimshon over here, so he brings down in the Eifah Shloimai that the Pasuk in Beresh is Don Yodin Amai Ke'achad Shifte Yisrael. So Chazal say, Ke'achad, like the one, who's the one? Like the Rabbinah Shalaylam, She'enit Tzarech Siyua B'Malchama, in Kuf Chavav, on the top of Eifah Shleim over there, so She'enit Tzarech Siyua B'Malchama. Hashem doesn't need anyone to help him, right? So, Kach Shimshon, Ha'oymen Midam, Dan, Enit Tzarech Achem She'esayu Aisai. Shimshon, the way he was set up from Berchus Yaakov already, was that he goes on his own. And then it says, Yehi Dan Nachash Ali Derech. It says, Don, which is Shimshon, is like a snake. The Major says, all other animals travel in pairs. The Nachash goes alone. He goes on his own. So, Shimshon already is a different type of Shaifet. He fights on his own without Kla Yisrael. And a few lines later, three lines later, he says, Ayin Ramban, V'dimay Shimshon l'Nachash, his whole manner of fighting was different. He didn't come in a normal war like other Shaiftim. He went after them. Like this uh, serpent. What does he do? He like ambushes. He comes out of his hole. He doesn't come. Uh, a snake doesn't come and say, let's have a fight. The lion comes. He attacks you. A snake sneaks out of his hole at the last moment and makes the attack on the whole Chedrachim, right? Rashi says over there, what does he do? He comes and he just bites the bottom of the, of the, of the heel. He doesn't come. A snake doesn't come with a normal type of fight. And that's how Shimshon was as well. Shimshon also didn't come with a normal fight. Everything he did was some type of ambush, some type of shtick, some type of something like that. It was an entirely different way of Milchama. And therefore, therefore he's called a dull. He's on his own. Poor person's on his own. Shimshon was on his own. So now, what happened at the top? So back to the top, the top line. They weren't able to help him. It says over there that um, that uh, there was a whole story over there of, of Shimshon. Shimshon ended up marrying one of these um, plishti girls, and um, no, before that, and. Um, it was, there was a whole story over there. He told them, uh, I want to ask you a riddle, right? Famous riddle. What's, uh, oh, is this Lashon here? It's in Perek. Um, 
In Parak Yadalid, it says, um, I'll ask you a riddle, if you tell it to me at the end of the Sheva Brachas, the Sheva Sira so I'll give you uh, the clothing and sheets and stuff like that, and if not, you know, you'll have to give it to me. So they said, what is it? So they said, from the one that eats, food came out, and from the uh, strong one, or from the harsh one, the brazen one, something sweet came out. That was the riddle. And they couldn't figure it out. So it happened to have been before. And before, on his way there to Plishtiland, um, right, so he had, um, there was a lion over there, and there was a, a, a bee, um, beehive with, with, with honey there, right? So the lion is usually that eats, right? So what was this, the thing? May, um, Beehive was built inside the, the carcass of the. Right, so that's me. From the one that consumes once and eats, Yotza Michael, Michael came out, which was food. And me as Yotza Masaik, that's from the lion also. So the Dvash, the sweet things came out of that. That was the riddle that he was giving to them. So Lamaisa, it says that, um, that, um, that they couldn't, they didn't know the riddle. So it was on the seventh day, and his, his wife, they went to his wife, and they said, listen, if you don't uh, tell us the riddle, we're going to burn down your house and your father's house. And they cheated the plishtim, right? So you got you to get your husband to tell, to tell you what it is. So she, 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 she was mitzar him, you don't love me, and this and that, I got some isa, and finished, she finally told it to him, and he told it to them. And he said to them, oh, you know, the riddle, it's only because you, uh, you, um, you, you convinced my wife. So uh, he was very upset about it, and he went, and, um, and, uh, and he left. Meanwhile, they decided that they're going to take his wife, the father said, and give it to another man. Give it to another man. So he came back later on, and he said, where's my wife? So the father said, listen, you didn't like her, and, and you left anyways. So we gave her away. So he got very upset, Shimshin, and he tied some foxes together, the tails together, and he put uh, torches in the tails, and the foxes went around and they lit fires all over the, uh, all over the produce and burnt everything down. And Mamish burnt down everything with these fires. So someone, the Plishtin asked, who did this? So they said, oh, Shimshin did this, because uh, he, the father took away his wife, gave it to someone else. So they went, and they took her and her father, and they burnt her baish. And then, um, so then, they said, listen, if this is what the Jews are going to do, we're going to go and destroy them too. So they came there, and they said, listen, you have a choice. Either we're going to destroy you, or you give us Shimshin. You know, one or the other. So it says, the Klaiso went to Shimshin, they said, listen, we have no choice. We can't fight against them. Again, this wasn't a, it wasn't an organized uh, militia over here, it was just Shimshin on his own, was, was, the, was the terrorist over here. And uh, so they said, listen, you got to go and you got to give yourself over. So that's what it means over here. They couldn't even help him. They had to actually give him over in the hands of the Plishtim, and they tied him up, and they gave him over in the hands of, uh, of the Plishtim. Uh, didn't end up so well for the Plishtim, uh, you know, as this story continues here. So, Valov Nemar, he done Nachash Aliderech. So says the guy, like we just said before, on him it says, he done Nachash Aliderech. Now there's another thing, the Gemara says, where's the Kayach of a Nachash? The Kayach of a Nachash is in its head, right? That's, it's nothing else. It's its head. It's a venom, it's, it's, it's bite, right? Other animals use their arms and their legs and they use their body and this, but a nachash doesn't do that. 
So Kach Shimshin, his Kayach was also in his head because he was a Nazir and his only Kayach was because he had his long hair. As we know from the end of the story, they cut off his hair, right? He loses his Gvura. He loses his Gvura. So that's another, that's another Dimyan to the Nachash. And um, another, a third, a, a, another one the Medrash says is that a Nachash, even after its death, its venom is deadly. In other words, even after it's dead, its, de- its venom is deadly. Um, so too, by Shimshon was the same thing. Even after, as, or as they were killing him, in the end of the story, he took down the whole palace with him as they were killing him. So again, even in his death, right, um, he was still destroying, he was able to destroy. So this is numerous um, um, Mishalim here, or Nimshalim, of Shimshon and Enochash. All these different things. So now, says the guy in Vaitar, V'nochash offer lachmai. And what does a nachash eat? A nachash eats dirt. So here again, so I guess the truth is, like we said before, I thought maybe it was a mistake. Here he's saying the plishtim are shvelim like offer. He's saying it's, it's actually, it was, I'm incorrect from before, right? There was an adjective about them, that they are low down like the offer, like we said, they're the lowest of everything. So he consumed them. He was like a nachash who consumed the plishtim. So that is what another um, a, a dimyon here between Shimshon and a nachash and the way that he protected Klai Yisrael and fought against Klai Yisrael against the plishtim. So that's make him may offer dull. So again, dull is Shimshin because nobody helped him and he brought him out of the offer. The offer is the plishtim who are nimshalim lo offer. Okay. Now we continue. From the garbage, you take up, you lift up the avyon, the destitute. So he says, who be made? Now we're moving out. We're moving out of the shayftim now. A few psukim, we were in the shayftim. Now we're moving further in history. Bimei shal, it says, but really it should say shmuel. It should say shmuel, as we'll see in a moment. He proves it at the bottom of Revda, because we're going to be talking about when the plishtim um, took the aren. And the plishtim took the aron. Again, it's continuing with the plishtim in this pasuk, but a different story that happened later on with them in the days of Shmuel. So the guy is saying, why is it first called afar and now we're going to ashbais? What's the difference? A person who sits on the dirt, he's chaser mikol taiv. He's why is he sitting on the ground? He doesn't have a chair. He doesn't have a couch. He doesn't have a mat. He has nothing. He's chaser mikol taiv. He has nothing. He has nothing to sit on. The only place he has to rest is to go down to the dirt. But there's something even worse than sitting in the dirt. That's sitting in the garbage. If you got to go sit in the ashba, in the garbage dump, that's even worse. If you have so little that you can't even have a place to sit on on the ground, you got to go sit in the garbage dump, that's already much worse. That's already... That's already a much harder thing to be saved from because you're further, you're further in, not just low down. You're entrenched in something dirty. You're in the ashba. That's a much harder thing for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, um, to save him from. So what is that referring to? How could you be even worse? May ashba who kasher nilkach This is in times of Shmuel when the plishtim captured the aron. They ran out to war, 
And the plishtim captured the Arain, and where they put the Arain, put it together with their Avaidah Zara. That's called the garbage dump. You put the Arain Akaidish in the same base Avaidah Zara. Over there was the base Avaidah Zara of Dagain. Dagain was half fish, half person. That was the Avaidah Zara. That was the Avaidah Zara. And. Um, they, they put it over there, the Aran, together with that, that's the Aran Elikim being put in the Ashba. That's Me'ashba's. L'chein Omar Evyoin. And that's why this is no longer a Dal. A Dal is a poor person. Evyoin is even more poor. He's destitute. Bi'urei she'to'av l'kol. Chazal say an Evyoin is, the word is from the word to'av. He desires anything. See, a poor person still has a little dignity because he has a little bit. But an Evian has zero. He has nothing. So he wants everything. So, so too, they had a desire. Klai Yisrael had a desire to bring back the Aran Hashem from the Mokim Ashpais, from this place that the Aran Hashem was in the garbage dump. And Hashem lifted them up. Hashem lifted them up from that when He brought back the Oren. So, if you, so what's this story? So if you look at the bottom here, in the Eifah Shleimai, in the middle of the first paragraph, on page Kuchav Zayin, it says, So He says, Mevur b'shmuel Aleph, K'aplishtim matzu ezdagoin elihayim noifel artsa. So the Psukim over there in Shmuel say, the Plishtim put the Aaron in the base of Zara with Dagain. They came back in the morning, and Dagain's on the ground. His head and his two palms are cut off. Not only that, and the people in Ashdai that was in that neighborhood, they also had these terrible afflictions um, of Tchairim. So they were, uh, this went on for a few days, and the first of all, oh, different things. Uh, so they said, listen, there's something wrong over here, we're not interested in this, get the Aaron out of here. So they sent it around to all the other five cities of the Plishtim, every place got Tzaras from the Aaron. They said, forget it, just leave it out in the field. And at the end, they decided that they're going to send it back to, to Kla Yisrael. So they decided, Now how are they going to get it back? How are they going to send it back? So they asked their priests and they asked their magicians what they should do. And they said, Make a brand new wagon. And you should take tie to it Two cows that are still baby cows that are nursing. They never pulled, they never had a yoke, meaning they're not accustomed to this. You know, as they wanted to see if it's the Ratzon of Hashem for the Aaron to go back. So they said if you tie it up to, uh, to, to animals that are used to schlepping things, so just because it's going to take it and, leave and go on the road doesn't mean it's a riot, that's what Hashem wants. We're going to do everything to make it that naturally it shouldn't happen. So you have paras that they never pulled anything. They don't know what to do. You tie them up, they don't know what to do. And now they're nursing. I'm sorry, not nursing. These are the mothers that are nursing the children, not the babies. Leave the babies back behind them. So where do the mothers want to go? The mothers want to go to their babies. They don't want to go towards Klaisol. They want to go back to their children. So if they're going to go towards Klaisol, it's a riot. That's what happened. 
v'halach, and just let them go. So then, if they go to Beishemesh, if they go in that direction, then we know this is from Hashem. Again, these are the Plishtim, right? They're saying, then we know this is a punishment from Hashem, and therefore, let it go. So they taka did that, they took these two menikais, these paris menikais, and they tied them up to Agala, Vespinam Kalababais, they put their children in the house, Vayasima Sarna Shamala Agala, and it says Vaisharna Haparis Baderech. They went on a straight road, Yashar, Al Derek Bechemesh to Beshemesh to Beshemesh. They went on one road, Bamasila Achas Holku Halaich Vigoi Vilisaru Yamanusmal. And that's abnormal. Animals, even even accustomed animals to pulling things, will veer off to the side every once in a while. They went straight, a straight shot. The, the, the leaders of the Plishtim, they follow them till the Gvul of Beishemesh just to see what's going to happen. So now, what? They put the, the cows backwards, <laughs> they walk backwards. Yeah, yeah so, so here, so if you. Continues, The Lashon of Ayasharna is not just the Lashon of going straight, it means it said Shira. They turned their faces back towards the Aaron and they said Shira. And what Shira did they say? So there's a Gansa Machlaikas over here. Either they said Oz Yashir Moshe, Uvene Israel, and Rashi says on the words Kigo'i Ga'a, Hashem, the Rashi says over there in the, in the Shira, it means Hashem is the one who is, the, is, is higher than all high things. Kigo'i So that's what over here, because he was, the, they, they had their Avodah which they thought was the big leaders, and Hashem was above that, right? He was Mavato that. So that is Kigo'i That was who? That was Rav Zutra. I'm sorry, that was... Um, Rabbi Yechonah Meshum Rameyer. Rabbi Yechonah himself said, they said a different Pasuk. Rish Lakish says, um, there's another Pasuk, there's a Mizmar, Kapitel Tzadiches, is called Mizmar Yasma. It's an orphan Mizmar, because it doesn't say who said it. So that's, they said that, the cow said it. Shiru Lashem Shir Chadosh, Kinefloisasa, because he, he afflicted them with chayrim and all those afflictions that they got. And the other psukim over there, over there, talks about the Aaron. Um, and um, and uh, at the bottom he brings down that Vayisharna um, Rashi in Shmuel Aleph says that Vayisharna is like a mixed word because it's a Lashon Zacher and a Lashon Nekeva. Not only were the mothers saying Shira, the Vladas back at home, the ones they were trying to get them to stay for, were also saying Shira. So, so on and so forth. This was a Meridika. For Klai Yisrael, when this came back, and this uplifted the whole covet of Klai Yisrael in the world and the world of the Plishtim. So that's the Pshat, may Ashboyis Yorim Evyain. The Evyain is Toiv Lechaldavar. Klai Yisrael was helpless over here. But they desired that Akadish Baruch who should bring back the Aaron. That's what he said. He Savu Taiva Lahavi Aaron Hashem. 
But they weren't able to take care of it themselves. They didn't have the power to do it themselves. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu lifted up the Evren from the Ashpa and brought the Aron back. And with that, that's the guy is saying, not only was there a Harama for the Aron, but of Hashem Heirim Aisam Ba'ashiva Ma'aron Kiyadua. Hashem lifted Kla Yisrael up. This was such a major, major Kiddush Hashem in the world that it was a Harama for Gans Kla Yisrael um, when when um, when the Aaron came back to Klai Yisrael. So that is the two stories over here that have to do with the Plishtim. Making Me'afardo, referring to Shimshin. Me'ashbas Yaram Evyoin is referring to the times of Shmuel when they took, when they, when they took the Aaron over here. When they took the Aaron and Klai Yisrael Pashat had no power to save themselves from what was going on there. Sabishlama so by the first time around Shimshon. Klai Yisrael didn't have an army, but Shimshon went. The, with the story with the Aaron, there was nothing there. They didn't have any power of There was no way for them to get back to Aaron. There was no way to get the Aaron, but they desired it for it to happen. And Vaisakhais, they did Shuva, so Akadish Baruch made it happen on its own. He made it happen on its own, this unbelievable nace. And with that, not only did he bring back the Aaron, he was Mayrim all of Kla Yisrael, to bring them out of the Ashpais. Okay, we'll stop over here for today because the next uh, piece already begins the next Kufa, which will be the, um, the uh, Malche based David as we continue to move into history and David Amalek, and we will have to continue. Bez Hashem.